Nobody really knows what it takes to bring a message from heaven, but also nobody knows what it takes to bring heaven to earth. Yeah, thank you. That was tweetable. There are things that you go through to bring a message from heaven as a minister. But you, you need to know that it costs a lot to bring heaven through to earth through a worship team. So I bless you guys. Thank you so much. What a day. Can you say this is the day? Thank you, four or five people. Hallelujah. Take one more sip of your coffee and let's try that again. Say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. Come on. Get that Southern Baptist black preacher out of here. I will rejoice. <laughs> hey, cut up a high. Welcome to Pentecost Sunday, part two. <laughs> Say, this is my divinely designed day. Divinely designed day. Thank you, Lauren. Thanks for tracking with me. This is your this is the day when Mike was praying in the in the the overflow room in the green room over here, whatever green kind of got some tan and whatever. He's saying, let's not, let's, let's not pretend that this is just another day. And I'm in agreement with that because I want to say that this is the day that the Lord, the, say, somebody say the, the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. There's ne never been another day like this day. Hallelujah. There's never been another day like this day. This is a divinely designed day. This is your moment where everything potentially can change. This is your day if you can add your faith to your words. If you can add your faith in this room. We're adding our faith. To, we've come, Pastor Mark and I and Pastor Sherry and Tammy and eldership. And we've all come with faith believing that this is the day that everything changes. I want to tell you, one thing is guaranteed. Change is a coming. But can we say... It's going to be good. Come on now. Change doesn't have to always be bad. I prefer dollars, but change will work for now. Hallelujah. Can I get a better amen somewhere? <laughs> yeah. Maybe some of them green ones from south of the boat. <laughs> Hallelujah. But this is your divinely designed day. I am so excited to be in the house of the Lord with my family of about 20-some years. Bless you. Who is my mother and who are my brothers? But they that do the will of the Father. Hmm. Flesh and blood's really cool. But I want to tell you, those that do the will of the Father are somebody that will be with you in the trenches, will be there in the good, the bad, and the ugly. Anybody had the good and the bad and the ugly? Don't look at your wife right now. Don't, don't, don't. <clears throat> Save yourself before you wreck yourself. Turn to your neighbor and say he's going to take a drink of water. Profound stuff you get here. Todd, I'm telling you, thank you. So glad to have you here. Is there anything else you want to share? Yeah, if you get anything during, just come and tap me on the shoulder. I'll try my best to ignore you, and then we'll keep going on. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. But we love you. We are so glad. Yeah, come on. Yeah, do that. We are so glad that, you, that you're smack dab in the middle of what God's called you to do. And, and we add our faith to your faith and just looking for everything that he's called you to just blossom where you're planted. And we love you and, and, and uh, encourage you today. Amen. Man, I, got an, I, I have another special guest here. Uh, haven't seen in a while. Pastor Sherry. <laughs> Come on up, Pastor Sherry, for just a quick second. We love you. Can we? Hey, Pastor Sherry. <laughs>
So confession, I woke up early this morning, like 7.30, 7-ish, and uh, I fell back asleep and I woke up at 9.25. <laughs> so I was like, oh my goodness, I'm usually at the church at 9 o'clock, so I was in a complete panic. My son had to come late so he could drive me, so, but I got here. Um, when, uh, so Barry initially had said to me, do you feel, you know, is there anything you're feeling to share? And I'm like, no, but I hadn't had any coffee yet. <laughs> Which, am I the only one who needs coffee for inspiration? There's nothing like coffee and worship, okay? The two combined are fantastic. I like Tammy to drink coffee for safety. <laughs> this is true. Kevin always asks me to never fast coffee. He says I'm not much nicer when I drink it. <laughs> so he said, if you're fast, please don't do coffee. Um, so after I'd had some coffee, um, the, as the offering was being taken up, I felt the Lord instantly drop in my spirit um, two words, potential and possibility. Potentials and possibilities. And I immediately, I saw, because I often get pictures. For some of you, that sounds strange. But that's just how God has wired me, so I just accept it. And um, so I immediately, I saw a picture, and I saw a picture of a farmer looking at a field. And the field really contained nothing at that point but weeds, and yet I could see the look on the farmer's face, and the farmer looked at it with great joy and contentment. And although he saw the work ahead, he saw the potential, and he saw the possibility that lay within the field. That with some toil of removing the weeds, of tilling the ground, of plowing the ground, and of planting the seed, he saw the potential of the harvest. And I really felt that for some here, there's been a loss of hope um, in, in, even in what you can see. And it's because of the loss of dreams and hopes and disappointments. And I'm, I'm 56 years old. And how many know that in 56 years, um, I've had a lot of great stuff. I've had a lot of uh, blessings, and I've had so many great things. But I've also had some huge disappointments and losses in there. And uh, in particular, there's uh, one thing that I felt the Lord would have me to share, and that was the loss for Kevin and I um, of uh, an inheritance and a relationship with um, some, some people that we held very dear to our hearts. But also there was a financial inheritance there, and that inheritance through some um, manipulation and different things that occurred, that inheritance was taken away. And that, and it, it impacted not just us, but Kevin, my husband's siblings, and I won't get into the how it all happened, but uh, there's nothing like money to bring out people's true colors, <laughs> and it's, it's heartbreaking and it's devastating because it's not just about the loss of, of that financial gain that should have been there, but it's also the loss of the relationship that you thought was there. And in the midst of that, um, the grief and the loss of that, um, what I learned was over time, and, I, and I, I think some of you need to hear this, is that you need to wait and see what the Lord will do. And that, yes, the whole process, Barry's right, the whole process, wait and see what the Lord has done. You're looking now in this time in this time span, you're looking now at the current circumstances. But you, your heavenly father has a bigger plan in mind. Do you think he's limited by one person manipulating a lawyer and, and, a, and an elderly person? Do you think he's limited by that? And, the, and so we began to, as we were tracking things, we've had two situations where we had significant income loss, where it should have been... 20-some thousand of income that should have come our way through various things. And as we have tracked our finances and just been faithful and said, God, after we've grieved the pain, because there is pain and you can't deny it, so don't try and be super spiritual and pretend there's not pain and there's not grief in the loss, because there is. So we grieved the loss but then over time as we tracked it, and it often was, I don't know why, but it was often a seven-year span before we saw 
that come back to us. But I'm telling you, we did. In fact, one time we saw the exact amount plus what the interest would have been on it during the current interest rates, because I'm, I'm a detailed person, so it's kind of, and if you think I'm detailed, talk to my sister, Roxanne. She makes me look really undetailed. <laughs> but I tracked it, and we got exactly the amount plus the interest in one, in, in one gift that was given to us, in one, in just, in just the slip of a set of keys. And the difference was made up. And so I just would encourage you that um, there is potential, there is possibilities, not to let the circumstance that you're currently in, don't let that steal your joy. Yes, yes, there may be grief for a moment, but there will be joy in the morning. There will be. And I would just say to you that may God open your eyes to see the potential and the possibilities and the blessings as they come. And that don't confuse them and think that they were just happenstance, that they were just, you know, just freaky things that happen. Know that God is a God of details. He cares and he tracks and he does remain faithful. And he ultimately is the one who brings things around. And so just trust in him. Will you trust in him? Will you trust in him? And, that, and I would just say, open your eyes to the possibilities as you trust in him. That he is, not just he will, but he is faithful. Woo! Wow. And this is Paul Harvey with the rest of the story. God bless you, ma'am. She said, she said, you're too young for that. Can I get a better amen? <laughs> Say process. Life is a process. Don't look at me, you know, at different points in my life, please. Because you're not seeing the rest of the story. You're not seeing as the curtain drops. You're not, you're, you're, you may be seeing me in the midst of betrayal, or you may be seeing me in the midst of a swelled knee where I could hardly walk, but I had to go preach anyway. Wait a minute. Don't judge lest you be judged. Amen? Whatsoever is good and pure and holy, anything excellent or praiseworthy, these are things that we think upon. Galatians chapter 6, 1. If you find a brother that, that is trespassing, if you find a brother that is failing, if you find a brother that's out of his field, if you are spiritual, say, I am spiritual. If I am spiritual, then I will restore such a brother with gentleness. Considering yourself, lest you be the one that is tempted and drawn away and trespasses. So say, I don't got no time for judgment. Say, I don't got no time for judgment. Mm -mm. We have too much of a race to run. I have another special guest that came to join us this morning, Tammy Miracle. Can everybody give Tammy a welcome? Just give it to her because she's been stuck with me for 26 years. That's a standing O right there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, sit down, Jim. <laughs> Steve, is this something I said? No, oh, okay, good. Uh, I was just going to give you a prophetic word. It's really good, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, he's quick in his loafers there, I'm telling you. <laughs> his daughter's over there like, ah. Hallelujah. Hey, family. Now, I have another special guest. Derek, can you come on up for a second? Everybody say, hey, Derek. Can you just welcome Derek to Desert Stream this morning? Oh, wow. <laughs> Hallelujah. I've put them to sleep already. <laughs> Derek's a good friend of mine. We've been tracking together for I don't know how many years. His dad's a good friend of mine as well. Um, 
Derek has history makers in, uh, that he travels around the world and teaching people how to go to the next level. And um, you're not speaking about any of that this morning. No, okay. <laughs> um, but I uh, love his dad, too. He has the embassy of uh, the kingdom of God in Oshawa, flagship of uh, the assemblies, and a great family. And I just, uh, he's coming over to have a steak with me today. And uh, we'll just see what the Lord has, has to say. But I just wanted to share just for a couple minutes today. Well, thank you. Well, if, if there's anywhere I can wear a shirt like this, I think it's this church. Am I right? With Barry. Now, I, I just want to validate the coffee thing that you said. Uh, because we had a guy, a graduate from our academy, who wrote an article on uh, coffee and, and the prophetic. And when he told me about it, everybody laughed in the room. And I said, no, 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 no. I, I get it. Because when people will give me coffee, somehow I'm able to prophesy really well after. And, and as, he, as he walked me through it, I began to understand that prophecy is coming from the Spirit, right? But it has to go through the mind to be properly delivered. And so I came to understand that uh, when the mind is alert, we can better understand the things we're picking up in the spirit. That's why we have to take care of our minds. We have to take care. We have to get rest, which, which I haven't had in a few days. But, but we have to so that we can prophesy, we can process the, the things of God. Barry, you, you went into something here, and it was almost word for word what I was receiving in the car on the way here. And uh, we are in, in the era of, of restoration, where God is wanting to restore things. The great, one of the greatest proofs of God is when he restores. And that's why Moses contended in intercession and actually argued with God and said, if you destroy all of Israel, if you break relationship with all of Israel, then the Egyptians won't know that you're God. And, uh, and I was thinking about this because, and I said this to Barry once, I have had the privilege of traveling the world, seeing the deaf here, and, and uh, we specialize in national transformation, seeing seen some amazing things. And in the last year to two years, I've become enamored with studying relationships. That's become of interest to me. I, I'm here with Barry even today and, and tomorrow just out of spending time, just relationship. And I've discovered that there are three economies on earth that advance the kingdom. The first one would be prayer, where we invite God in to do something in the natural realm. The second one would be uh, finances. You, you can do in, in uh, two minutes by writing a check what might take you two years in prayer. We won't go there this morning, but it's, it's an economy that, you know, you can pray for that orphanage to be built or, or somebody writes a check and automatically the kingdom is advanced on earth. The third, that's a good word, I think. I think that's a good word. <laughs> I'm not taking up the offering this morning. We had it already. <laughs> but the third economy to advance the kingdom on earth is relationships. And so God isn't just interested in reconciliation and restoration of relationships because it's a good thing. It actually does advance the kingdom. And, uh, and I was with, uh, yeah, I was in Montreal speaking at a conference just yesterday. I was with a Dr. Hong who was the catalyst alongside with C. Peter Wagner uh, for bringing reconciliation between South Korean charismatic churches and Dr. Paul Yonggi Cho. And they had a massive time of reconciliation on the stage of weeping and, and all kinds of things happened. And as Dr. Hong was sharing at this conference, he was saying when they finally engaged in reconciliation and the restoring of the relationship, didn't mean they, they all shared the same views, but when they restored relationship, all kinds of supernatural breakthroughs began to happen. Miracles in his family, marriage restored, you know, like all kinds of stuff began to happen that he had been praying for for 10 years, 13 years, 14 years. And as he was sharing each, each story that came out of reconciliation, it just landed on me this morning in worship that many times we're looking for God to bring a deliverance. We're looking for God to do something. And he really is waiting on us sometimes to get right in our relationships. 
He's waiting. You know, we're looking for God to bring deliverance. We're looking for God to bring the healing. We're looking for hands laid on us. But we have broken relationships that we're not trying to mend. We have uh, offenses, unforgiveness. And, and when you look at ministry, I can tell you right here, whether you're on the stage or sitting there this morning, whether you have any ministry in this church at all, the Bible says we all have been given the ministry of reconciliation. And I'm saying this here this morning because I know Barry, and Barry has always been somebody that has modeled this for me. He's an example. I look up to Barry. You know, I, I do. He's, he, he, <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> there we go. We're going to do something in Bulgaria. <laughs> but uh, our primary ministry is a ministry of reconciliation one to another. And I don't think we're all that good at that yet. And Barry, I've been hearing you over the last while, prophesying it, pressing in for it, and I think paying a price for it. And, uh, and I just want to encourage you this morning, in your own time throughout this message or whatever's going to happen this morning, to begin to consider that ministry you've been given of reconciliation, restoring. The height of Jesus Christ's ministry, the high point, was not necessarily the healing the sick, the, the, the standing before 5,000, multiplying loaves and fish. The highest point of Jesus Christ's ministry was hanging on a cross, half naked, numbered with commoners, and reconciling you back to the Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So before I get into my message... Um, are you a visitor here this morning, and you don't know what in the world is going on? We're all like that. It'll pass. And then all of a sudden, you're raising your hands and rolling on the carpets and swinging from the chandeliers. It'll take no time at all. Sign the waivers before you swing on the chandeliers, okay? But can, uh, please avail yourself to Pastor Mark. He is a pastor on staff here. Pastor Mark Henshaw and his beautiful wife, Katrina, and uh, connect with them. If you're a visitor, we would love to um, hear more about your story and be able to give an opportunity to minister and love on you. So, uh, hallelujah. Amen? Um, I'm drawn to you, sir. I don't know if we've ever met before. You have a blue shirt on. Yeah, have we, have we met before? Uh, you have like 50 bucks I could borrow. Just kidding, just kidding. No. <laughs> that was weird. That he was going to give it to me. <laughs> um, I just speak to all disappointment in any ministry situations in your life. I just lift off the burdens. I just speak life to you. I don't know all the things that you've been going through in your life, and I don't know what brings you to this point in your life, the journey, the process. But I just want to say in the midst of the process that you're going through, there's progress that is being made. And you're about to be propelled. Everything that came against you is, is, is nothing more than it feels like you're being drawn back at times and drawn away at times. And things are drawn away and, and drawn this way. But I want to tell you, it has been a pull, being a pull back because God can propel now because of the greater grace that's coming into your life. And I just release it right now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glory a Dios. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just lift off the burdens. Just lift off every burden, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for reconciliation. Thank you, for, thank you, Father God, for burdens being lifted, yokes being destroyed this morning. Thank you for the day that, every, the day that everything changes because of one word from God. Thank you, Father God. Stephen Margaret, I, I'm sorry, I don't want to, well, whatever, just come on up here. 
Hallelujah. Can I have two, uh, can I have two ushers, please? Quickly, 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 quickly. Hallelujah. 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 One more. You just stand right there. Actually, right, right back over there. Stephen, could you stand uh, on this side? That's just the way I see it. Sorry. Thank you. Can I have one more usher quickly? Thank you, Dad. Hallelujah. 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 I just speak to trauma. I speak to every moment of your life, every traumatic event that has happened. And I command muscle memory to leave. Father God, I just pray for fresh hope. Fresh hope right now. Father, I just speak to every burden. Everything, Lord God, trying to hinder, trying to stop. Father God, I cancel. Every assignment, Lord, I thank you, Lord God, for a new day, the day. I thank you for a launching point today. I thank you for ministry. I thank you, Father God. Best days happening. Best days coming. Best days, Lord God. Father God, we cancel every assignment, Lord God, that has come against this couple, Lord God. And I just say, I say over you, you're worthy. You're worthy. The devil's a liar and you are worthy. You are worthy of the calling. You're worthy of the election. You're worthy of what he spoke. And I call forth. Fresh hope today. Fresh hope today. Yeah, take it. There it is. Fresh hope. Fresh hope today. Fresh hope today. Fresh hope today. Fresh hope today. Fresh hope. Hey, fresh hope today. In Jesus' name. I just say you can trust him. You can trust him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you give God a hand clap of praise? Hallelujah. So we're talking about a couple of chairs here, maybe three. That would be a few, not a couple. Uh, and Pastor Kevin and I think Pastor Mark went over this a little bit. We got chair number three. It doesn't look very comfy. Get out of that chair quick as you can. Number two, well, you know what they feel like. Uh, number three, or number one. We need to take up an offering for those nice, cushy four-inch babies. Hallelujah. Anybody got a witness with a fat checkbook? Hallelujah. Amen. And then you have chair number one. So chair number one is the kingdom of God. Chair number two is the kingdom of self. And chair number three, well, help us, Jesus. We We want everybody to be in chair number one. Chair number one speaks of a place of rest. If you've accepted the blood of Jesus Christ as the payment for your life, you have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are now living in the righteousness of God. You are now living in heavenly places. You are now, and and you don't understand it because time and space, space continuum, and does not have any bearing on the creator of the universe who is both the Alpha and the Omega. And when you're in him, you're outside of time. When you're in him, you're not, you're, you don't have to be dictated to by your circumstances or what you're going through. When you're in the creator, all things are possible. When you're in the kingdom of God, when you're in God, when you're in Christ Jesus, the Bible says that if you accepted Jesus Christ, you have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If anybody's in Christ Jesus, can you say amen? It's a good place to be inside of Christ Jesus, in the kingdom. The kingdom is a place of rest. The, the king, chair number two, the kingdom of self, that's, that's the place that we earn deserve. That's a place where if I could only do more, I can, I can be visualized and maybe, just maybe, I can become more. You're a human being, not a human doing. 
So I'm a human being, not a human doing. My, my identification doesn't come because of my job. My, my ID doesn't, because of, doesn't come to me, and I'm not validated by my job, by my experience, by my education, by my social and economic, by my beautiful haircut. Get down with your bad self. Get down with your good self, bad confession. Your ID does not come from the things you do or, or the places you come from. Your identification comes from what God has spoken about you and who he sent with purpose into this planet. Jeremiah chapter, chapter 1 verse 5 says, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. I knew you. And I sanctified you before you were born. Oh, come on now. You, you need to latch on to that scripture. That he knew that God, the creator of the universe, knew you before you were in your mother's womb. He knew me. Before time began, you were with God. In the midst of love, just being loved by him. But he trusted you for a certain time in a season. He trusted you to send you from him, from the midst of him, as a seed of a solution and an answer for a people. You came out of the loving heart of a father, fully loaded into this realm with more answers than you will ever need. I want to somehow portray to you trust. Pastor Sherry, thank you for sharing that earlier, and we're so glad that you're home. We'll be glad when Pastor Kevin gets back. Um, We will, because, you know, working with these guys, oh, my word, how was Jesus? No, it's been awesome. We've been having, our, our, our staff times have been times of real, really good forward thinking and, 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 and just discussing and sharing and loving on each other and getting transparent and praying together and prophesying together. It's been good. Amen? That's, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's been awesome. But Sherry sh shared something about trust. That in the midst of the process, you have to trust him because you're not seeing the rest of the story. Don't stop. Don't stop till Brooklyn. No, wait a minute, wrong crowd. Don't stop until the process is completed and the progress is manifested. I've received prophetic words that are taking like 17, 18 years. But he's been preparing me. He loved me enough not to pour out everything at the beginning. I had to go through a process because the one that receives the end product of the prophetic word is not the same person that received that prophetic word. Did you hear that? Those are to two to totally different characters. They may share the same looking DNA if you put it under a microscope, but they are not the same people. Their soul has grown. Their, their minds have, have brought on a, a deeper level of the, the knowledge of Christ. And uh, the mind has been renewed with the washing of the water of the word. The things that our emotions have been trained and, and we don't react anymore to uh, certain, a lot of things. But we begin to respond because we have a responsive relationship with the King of kings and Lord of lords and the precious Holy Spirit, our parakletos. 
Parakletos is a Greek word for the, for the comforter, the counselor, the Holy Spirit, the one that would come alongside of us, but not just on the right side, but not just on the left side, but not on the front side, but not just on the back side, but the Parakletos comes on the outside. Just let that sink in just for a minute or two. The comforter, the counselor, the, the one that's exactly like Jesus Christ. The one exactly like Jesus Christ, but in a spiritual form so that he can, he can come in li- limitless. My daughter started off by saying, you, we need to take our limits off of God. Tori began to pray this morning. I don't know if you're here, but she opened up the service, and she began to speak about the limitless potential. The Holy Spirit had, <laughs> on the inside of you is limitless potential. Limitless. Limitless. The, the, the paracletos, the one that would come alongside you, the comforter, the counselor, the Holy Spirit of the living God, the Rock Hakodesh, the holy breath of God that he breathed on the inside of you and made accessible because of the blood of Jesus Christ. That very one wants to come on the outside of us. There has to be a dichotomy happening in our lives where we live in the Spirit, but we also begin to walk in the Spirit. We actually begin to be clothed with our potential. Your potential is waiting on the inside of you. Every answer is waiting to be manifest. Every, every cure to cancer, every disease, every economical problem is on the inside of mankind. Say, I have a potential because I have a purpose. You are purposed on purpose to come into this realm as an answer, with an answer. You are nobody's pet project. You came into this realm fully loaded. Fully loaded. Fully loaded. Come on, Corey, fully loaded. You have everything. Thank you, Corey. You're not lacking in anything. The enemy is trying to convince you that you don't have anything. That, that, that your hope is gone. The finance is gone. The wife's gone. The dog's gone. The truck's gone. Now you got to hit country single. And then you think your life's over because circumstantial evidence in a temporary realm. I want to tell you, where you're at your weakest point is when God's grace is made perfect in your life. If you don't give up, if you don't quit, if you don't give up and you keep going, if you don't give up and you keep standing, if you don't give up and you just take that, you may not be able to take a full step, but take a step forward. And I want to tell you, God will begin to meet you at that place of your faith. I want to guarantee you, if you will just stand and all things stand, you shall see the deliverance of the Lord in the land of the living. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't sit down. Don't shut up. But begin to stand up and allow the glory of God to come out of your life and you be an answer. Do you know that he placed you? He placed you in the midst of the chaos of the family that you're in on purpose because he trusts you. He puts you in the family that he puts you in because he can trust what he put in you. But how can we rest in that? How can we rest in that? The rest of the story is the rest in the story. Oh, somebody got to tweet that one. The rest of the story is the rest in the story. we got to learn how to rest in the victory that Jesus Christ purchased for us. We need to begin to trust what Jesus has done for us. We need, how can I trust this being that I did not see? Anybody on Wi-Fi? Anybody use electricity? You trust electricity, but you've never been to that damn plant. 
Thank you, Barry. Sherry says, I'm telling Kevin. He said, much worse. You've never been to the dam that is producing the energy. You've never been to the plant that is processing the energy. But still, you'll go over and you'll stick your iPhone in there and you'll juice that puppy up. But I never, you've never seen no plant. You haven't seen the Wi-Fi. You don't know where the Wi-Fi is. You don't even know what Wi-Fi is. But you use that sucker right to heaven and back. You use that but you never see, you don't, you want to come to You trust Wi-Fi, you trust electricity. I want you to trust the creator that made Wi-Fi, that made electricity. Well, how can I trust him? Say it's better caught than taught. I want to share just a couple stories with you. I'm not going to get to anywhere where I, need, where I wanted to go. But I think everything that's been said needed to be said. To have this collective story that we can leave with this morning. I preach enough. I could sit down for the rest of my life. I've preached enough. But I have a story. You have a story. See, I am anointed to preach. What does that mean? I'm supposed to have a, a, a pulpit that I, that I go to? No. You're anointed to declare something within your sphere of influence and shift an atmosphere and create an environment of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You are more powerful than you can ever imagine. You came with more answers than you'll ever need. You, you have solutions that you couldn't even dream of waiting to bubble up and out of you. We just need to begin to believe the process and the progress, and, and we need to believe what Jesus already did for you. There, It's not what would Jesus do. It's what did Jesus do, and he paid for your absolute and total victory here on the earth. You don't, like Catherine Kuhlman said, you don't have to go down in defeat, not one single time. You don't have to. You don't have to. You just don't have to. The only time you lose is when you say you lose. Right? You don't lose. Well, I lost the match. No, that's just a match. That's not life. I lost a job. That's just a job. That's not your purpose. Andrew, I want to tell you, your best days, your most peaceful days, your most restful days are on you. I decree and declare it. Right now in Jesus, I loose rest. I loose peace upon you. I loose the purposes of God. And I, I, I speak to your potential to rise up in the midst of you and mantle you. I call forth the angelic realm to minister to you in the night hours. You're, you're about to be the most restful, peaceful, peaceful person you've ever met. Hallelujah. So to get into chair one, which is a chair of rest, we're resting we're resting in this chair. We're, we're, we're being alleviated of all the pressures of life. We're resting and we're laying back. It's the nest deep plunge on a daily basis. We're just lying back in the provisions that he already made for us. But how can I trust a God I, I do not know when I'm so acquainted with the devil I do? What does that mean? We, we look to our problem as our God. We look to our circumstance as our God. We look to the situation. We look to that constant chronic pain. We look to that constant chronic thing that is always nagging at us and tracking us down and hunting us. We look to that and we begin to praise it because when you pay attention to, you are actually worshiping. Paying attention. It's the devil that you know. You won't want to know him no more. 
you need to know your God. And you need to learn how to trust in your God. And I want to give you a couple, just a couple quick stories. And then we'll go fire up the Walminator. John chapter 8, verse 1. But Jesus went to the... Actually, let's start in, in, in John chapter 7, verse 53. And everyone went to his own home. Chapter 8, verse 1. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now, early in the morning... He came again and into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery, in the very act of adultery, the act of adultery, not the act of fornication, but the act of adultery, the act of. Jesus would ask later, you know, he who is without sin cast the first stone, and if they caught her in the very act of adultery, they might have been involved in pornography. Unless they walked in like this. I think something's going on here. I'm not really sure. Come on. Caught her. Brought her. Threw her. Brought her, caught her, brought her, threw her. Wearing a sheet at the very least. Probably naked. Where do we find Jesus at this moment? Jesus walked from the Mount of Olives, the place that he would cry great blood, sweat, tears. In about a couple weeks. He walks down the Mount of Olives and walks through the Eastern Gate. He goes into the court, into the, into the woman's court, and sits down right in the midst of the treasury. A lot of things going on here. As Jesus is unveiling this story, these things are happening in the temple. In Jerusalem, in the woman's court, and right in the midst of the treasury, they take this woman and caught in the very act of adultery and throws him, throws her. I was assuming her agenda, sorry. Come on, that was funny. <laughs> throws her. You got to be quick. You got to just follow me, okay? Throws her at his feet and said, What doeth we with thou hast this person? <laughs> Moses says we need to stone her because she's an adulterer. You know what Jesus does? He's, he's sitting. He didn't get up. He didn't get up. He, he, he began to write in the sand and he just looked up. He didn't get up. He looked up. He was sitting in the treasury. Many of you people in this room today have been uncovered, have been rejected. Can you hear me this morning? Been rejected, have been opened up to accusation. You've been opened up to and all your things, maybe not at this drastic point, but at different points and their trauma has come into your life. This is a traumatic moment. And they're trying to catch the master and using this woman. Jesus would have none of it. Say, Jesus, is trustworthy. 
If you've got anybody to be thrown down naked in front of, it's that's the guy. Because he'll cover you. He's faithful. He's trustworthy. He's worthy of our praise because he's been so good to me. Whose report are you going to believe? I shall believe the report of the Lord. No matter what the circumstances, no matter what the situation, no matter what the problem, no matter what the pain, no matter what the mountain, no matter what the giant, no matter what circumstances, no matter what people are saying, I will believe the report of the Lord. And the Lord says he has good and perfect gifts for me. The Lord says he has a future and a promise. The Lord says that that I will be your salvation. The Lord says this day shall I deliver you. The Lord, I trust the Lord. I trust the word of God. I trust him. Why? Because I've seen it over and over and over again in my own life, but I see it in the stories. This woman, her name was Mary Magdalene. I've proven it out, Tom. I've looked at all four cases of anointings. and I believe it with all my heart. Some other has researched it as well, but I believe this was Mary Magdalene, the one that was cast, seven demons were cast out of her at a later date. Jesus says, didn't mention her name then, but she said, he said, where are your accusers? Because he asked, like, who, has, who is without sin? Cast the first stone. And from the oldest to the youngest, they dropped their stones and walked away. They wanted to stone her maybe because they were one of her clients. They wanted to get rid of the problem, maybe. I don't want to get rid of the evidence. I, I'm only speculating. He says, neither do I condemn you. I don't care what you've been through. Can you hear me? Please, please don't miss this. I don't care what you've been going through. The blood of Jesus Christ is more powerful than any sin you've ever committed. The blood of Jesus Christ is more powerful than any circumstance, than any accusation, anything that you've ever gone through. I want to tell you, the payment that Jesus made at Calvary 2,000 years ago, the blood that was shed in seven different places has given you the, the ability for perfect redemption. It's your season of redemption. It's your time of redemption. This is your day of redemption. This is the, the, the day that the Lord has made. I, I want to pick up this story. A little while later, he's, he was invited to Simon Iscariot's house, who was actually Judas Iscariot's father, the, the, the son of perdition, the one that would betray Jesus. He was invited to Simon the Pharisee's house. A little while later, he was invited to to come and have dinner with Simon the Pharisee, Simon the leopard, Simon the father of Judas Iscariot. He was invited into the house of this individual to have dinner. And Jesus walks in and there's and he didn't wash his feet like they typically would and give honor to him and, and wash, wash Jesus' feet when he came into dinner. No, no, he just let him come right in. But shortly after everybody sat down and all the guests were there, there's this other woman that, that walked through the crowd, that walked through the shame, walked through the circumstance, walked through the room of the, of the gazing Pharisees and, and began to sit down at the feet of Jesus and begin to anoint his head and begin to anoint his feet and begin to anoint him for his burial and begin to weep and cry and, and because she was so grateful of a man that she found she could trust. She found a man that was faithful. Every other man would use her, abuse her, and literally throw her. But he found a man. We have found a man. Why can I rest in the first chair? Why can, why can I, how can I be set free from an orphan spirit? And I've I found myself at times having to, to perform or, or be something that, that, that other people expect me to be because of this orphan spirit that you, you operate in. And, you know, after 51 years, I, I, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. It's kind of funny. You could have a levity there. But there's an orphan spirit trying to contain you. It's an orphan spirit trying to get you to stay 
in chair number two and, and actually think that you're living in chair number three, I just want to tell you, the blood of Jesus Christ is greater. The payment in full. I wish I had time, but i got to close this thing up now because we have faithful workers that are with the children. But if you need ministry, if this is bearing witness to you, I want to let you know it's not over. It's not over. The devil is lying. The devil is a liar. Your best days are right now and coming upon you. I just also want to say you didn't miss it. You didn't miss it. You, you, you didn't miss it. But, but I, that opportunity is gone. You, you didn't miss it. Opportunities like buses, they come along every 15 minutes. You didn't miss it. Just a better bus is about to come upon. It's maybe lux, more luxurious, air conditioning maybe. Could you just stand with me this morning? Can I have somebody maybe go to the keys? Matthew chapter 16, verse 16. Can this be the day like Peter's day? Matthew chapter 16, verse 16 says... Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Luke chapter 4. At the end of it, after Jesus announces that the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord has come upon me, He has anointed me. Then everybody, like after He's spoken eloquently, and then they said, oh, that's just Joseph's son. That's just Joe's son. That's the day they knew Jesus, the carpenter. But this may be the day that you know Christ, the son of the living God. Father God, I, we thank you for this day. We thank you for these people. Thank you for the conviction. We thank you for your love. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ against every spirit of condemnation and shame. I command it to come down. I command it to get out of this place. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't care how bad it's been. I don't care how rebellious you've been. The blood of Jesus Christ is a greater payment. Father God, I thank you for today. If you have to go, I, we completely understand there are steaks to be eaten. There are sales to be gotten. There's no football to be watching. So you could hang out for a little bit longer. But if you need prayer this morning, if you need fresh hope this morning, we'll be up here waiting for you to bless you and to add our faith with you that you will go to, that you will receive the better day. So we bless you today. We honor you today. We thank God for you today. And you are worthy of every blood shot. shot blood drop that Jesus dropped you are worthy you know why because he says you are thank you dear thank you So come on up now if you need prayer.